Well, hi everyone. My name is Pastor Megan Honig, and it's great to be here with you today. As most of you know, I'm the new pastor here on staff. This is my second Sunday and my first preaching, so I wanted to tell you a little bit about my story. So I was born and raised in central Illinois over in Galesburg, and then when, after I graduated college, I went to seminary in Kentucky, which was seven hours away. And when I went there, I didn't know anyone. I mean, not a single soul. And it was a little scary in the beginning as I tried to make friends and figure out a whole new city and state. And one of the first things I did when I got there is I went church shopping. So I went with my roommates and some friends to a couple different churches, and I just looked around to find one that I thought could be home. And I finally did. I went with a roommate, and when I walked in, I knew that that was the place where I wanted to be. And so after a few weeks of just attending, I decided that I wanted to actually get plugged in and get to know some people. So there was a women's retreat coming up. It was just on a Sunday night at the church, just for a few hours to go and have dinner and hear a lesson and just get to know some women. So I signed up to go, and I was a little nervous because I was going by myself, and I didn't know anyone. And so as time is coming on and I'm getting closer to the event and getting a little more nervous, but I stick it out and I go. So it's the night of the event and I walk in and it's probably five minutes until it starts. I thought that would be okay. Apparently it wasn't because the whole room is filled with people. I mean, there were almost no empty seats in the entire place. So I'm like bobbing and weaving out of tables and going to sit down at one seat and people are going, oh no, I'm, I'm so sorry, someone's actually sitting there. And I'm like, oh, no problem, thanks. Like, that's really embarrassing. And so I finally found one seat that seemed like the only place open to sit, to sit in the whole place. And I sit down and I'm talking to some women and I'm having a good time. And so we eat dinner, and we play some games, and then we start talking or listening to a speaker. And as that's all happening, I actually wasn't listening or paying attention to pretty much anything going, around, going on around me. What I was actually doing was silently comparing myself to the woman across from me. She had long, dark hair and beautiful skin and nails, and she was so tan and so pretty, and she had on the prettiest silver chain link necklace, and I just thought she was beautiful. I wanted to be her. And I'm sitting there and going, well, maybe if my hair was just a little longer, or if I got my nails done, or if I went tanning, then maybe I would be happy, because then I would be pretty, and maybe I would be happy then. And then all of a sudden, as I'm sitting there and just comparing myself to this woman, is it, it was as if God just took me by the shoulders and said, Megan, if I wanted you to look like her, I would have made you look, look like her. You look exactly how I want you to look. And that really shook me. I wasn't expecting it. And I got to thinking about how many times we compare ourselves to others about how someone has a better job than us, or maybe they're not going through this hard situation that we're in. And comparing ourselves to others in the long run really doesn't help, but it really is tempting. And so I was at this retreat comparing myself to the woman across from me. And the funny thing is, the theme of the retreat was on contentment. 
I was at a retreat on contentment, doing the least content thing that I could possibly be doing. And when I think about contentment and how it relates to scripture, I think about Paul. So Paul was a um, disciple of Jesus. He wasn't a believer when Jesus was around, and he actually had this really crazy conversion story because he was an accuser of Christians, a persecutor of them. He didn't like them. He told them that they shouldn't believe in Jesus, and he wasn't a very great person before he met Jesus on the road to Damascus when he was converted. And so then Paul went on to go and write letters that became a lot of the books in our New Testament. And he um, established churches and just spread the gospel after his conversion. And eventually he was arrested a couple times and he wrote a lot of the letters that are in the New Testament uh, while he was in prison. And so I wanted to share with you today a scripture that he wrote when he was um, in prison. So it's in Philippians 4, verses 10 through 13. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And when we read that, we think, whoa, that's awesome. You can do all these things in bad situations. Well, then I start to think about where Paul was when he wrote that. He was in prison. So he was under prison guards. He was really restricted, couldn't do a whole lot of stuff. And he was probably scared and lonely and tired. And really, I mean, I don't want to be in prison. And that sounds really awful to me. Yet he says he was content in the Lord because he gave him strength and he was able to do all things through Christ. And I was thinking about, like, what about Jesus does Paul see this in? So I backed up, and then in chapter 3, there's another um, set. So it is chapter 3, verses 7 um, through 11. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ." For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his, de in his death, so that one way or the other I will experience the resurrection from the dead. So how do we do that? How do we, like Paul, have total contentment in Christ? Well, first we need to know what we can be content in. And the first is knowing that we are enough because of who created us. So the God of the universe made me and you. He made us perfect. And like God said to me that day at the women's retreat, he made us exactly how he wants us. He likes your skin. He likes your nails. 
He likes your laugh. He likes your personality or how loud or how quiet you are. He made you exactly how he wants you to be. And this always reminds me of Psalm 139:14. It's one of my favorites. He says, the psalmist says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And that was something I needed to hear that day at the women's retreat, that God made us perfectly, that we can trust in him, that he likes us, and he made us exactly how we're supposed to be. And the second thing that we can be content in is God's provision. God promises to provide everything for us, for our clothes, our food, our water, everything. And sometimes when we're in hard situations, we want to try to fix everything and do everything ourselves when really the only thing we need to do is turn to God. And there's a scripture in Matthew chapter 6 that um, is always really comforting to me to remind me about how God cares for me and will never um, leave or forsake me. So it's Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 27, and then 31 through 33. This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store in food and barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? So don't worry about these things saying, what will I eat or what will I drink? Or what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So the key to this is really right there in that last verse. Jesus says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. God already knows our every need and we can trust him to take care of us because he promises us up he promises us this the third thing um, that we can be content in is the gift of eternal life and the best thing about this is that nobody can take it away from us even if everything else in the world goes bad God still sent his son to die for us and to save us for our sins that we could spend eternity with him. So even though we may die physically on this earth, we will rise again to live with Jesus. And that is just something that I think about every day. And it's so cool that even if I'm in a terrible situation, even if I'm sick or if I'm hungry or anything, we will still go to heaven and be with God. And so how do we do this in our day-to-day lives? How do we be content in Christ practically? So the first thing that I would say is to, is to surround ourselves with scripture. Now, I read scripture every morning, and it really has been a changing thing in my life. My outlook is so much different on every day that I have because I start out remembering God's promises to me that he makes us in scripture. So I would suggest to read scripture every day. I know we're supposed to as Christians, but it really does help. And even things like writing scripture on sticky notes and putting them around your house, that is another good way to remind ourselves of God's promises. 
And the second thing is to, to surrender to him everything that you're worried about. And so I know at that day at the women's retreat, I was worried about how I looked. <laughs> and that was something that I needed to surrender to God and that God reminded me of that day. And so even if we can't actually pray to God and surrender and walk away, we still can ask God, God, I need help surrendering this to you. I need help surrendering um, this love for money or for anything else like that. Lay it down to him and ask him to help you and that the Holy Spirit would come upon your life, that you would be able to surrender it to him, that you would be able to see him instead of any other distraction in your life. And the third thing is to delight in Christ. When we've come through these challenges and we can look back and see where God has shown up and where he has provided and where he has been so faithful to us, we can look back on it and say, hey, look, God was faithful. He got me through this even when I didn't see a way. So ways we can delight in Christ is coming to worship and worshiping him and telling our small groups about things that, people have, that God has done for us and encouraging them that God will pull them through too. And just telling anyone about what, the ways that God has provided for you is a way of delighting in Christ and honoring God. So those three things were trust in his promises, surround yourself with scripture, and reminders about how God promises to provide for you, to surrender to him what you need to be content with and ask the Holy Spirit to come upon your life to help you surrender it to him. And the third thing was to delight in Christ, to come worship him with other believers and delight in everything that he has done for you because he did it for you. So that day at the women's retreat, I needed to know that I was perfect in Christ and that he created me. And I needed to be content with how I looked because to God, I was perfect, and his is the only opinion that matters. And I pray that as we go today, that you would know that you can be content in him, that he is the only thing you need, and that you can count on his promises to you. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for these people that are watching this message. I pray that you would help them to be content in you, to know that you are all they need, that they can trust your promises, even when times are really, really hard. God, I, pr I pray that you would help, uh, that you would send the Holy Spirit to help them to surrender these promises to you, and that you would help them delight in you, because you are for them, you are with them, and you love them. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified of our most recent content. If you have any comments or questions for us, feel free to jump over to WashingtonCrossroads.com. Thank you again and have a great week.